0: good morning everybody my name is ty helmer and i'm an alcoholic ah first off i'd like to thank my fabulous red-headed friend lulu for asking me to get up at the crack of dawn and come to this meeting and share my deepest darkest parts of my life and go on with a good day um no you know to be honest with you uh anytime i've asked to be i'm asked to be of service in alcoholics anonymous i step up and i do the absolute best i can to suit up and show up um alcoholics anonymous has given me a life that I did not know could exist for me. Um, I also see that she's thrown me under the bus and told my sponsor about today, so I do have to be honest. Uh, let me go back to the gallery view here. There he is. So a couple details. My my sponsor is Carl M, one of the most incredible men I've ever met. My sobriety date is May seventeenth of twenty seventeen, and uh, I am I am an alcoholic through and through. I have fully conceded to my innermost self that that fact will never change and this is the last house on the block for me i know we've heard um, i'm sure all of you guys have heard the the different cliches like that you know the last house on the block you're in the right place and all these things um but i truly believe that you know uh the big book of alcoholics anonymous tells me i'm an alcoholic for a couple of different reasons one it tells me that i have a um an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body and how that shows up in my life uh you know my my sponsor not to coin his pitch but how he presents it how he presented it when i first heard him talk was uh spot on you know he talks about how he's he's in a meeting and he he might drink half a bottle of water or finish a bottle of water uh, but at the end of his talk he's not going to call somebody up and lock himself in a hotel room and say come on please give me another case of water." You know it's um it's that it's the it's the allergy once we start drinking once i start drinking um i don't know really what's going to happen uh i'm a strong-willed guy so there's been plenty of times in my life where i've able to start drinking and and uh stop within reason um but more often than not i don't know what's going to happen i'm the guy that goes to the bar uh you know planning on having three or four beers with my buddies and wind up coming home blacked out at two or three in the morning um i am a blackout drinker that's that's my get down i drink until i don't know what's going on as a teenager i remember uh you know going to my friends houses and and uh out drinking and uh i didn't understand why they would want to get a 12 pack between five people uh i used to get irritated and, you know, I was like, why are we doing a 12 pack? What's the point? You know, a buzz is not where I ever wanted to go. I wanted to get inebriated, so I didn't have to think about anything. Uh gosh, I, I, you know, I, I am so grateful for everything that I get to do in my life today. Just to recap this last weekend, we were out at the Inland Empire Alcoholics Anonymous Convention and uh, I got to spend some time with some absolutely incredible people and uh, share some camaraderie and meet new friends. And uh, it was just an amazing time. Um, Anyways, back to my alcoholism. So I was, uh, I don't know if I can truly say I was an alcoholic from the get go. Um, My parents owned a restaurant when I was a kid and i would go in and the older kids in the in the restaurant that worked there would feed me beers and i had my first uh drunk drunk at eight years old and uh from that point forward it it gave me that sense of camaraderie right i can't identify a hundred percent that before that i was like oh i had that separatism i felt different i don't know what i felt to be honest with you, right? I was eight years old, seven years old. I do know that once I I had that moment, um, those kids accepted me. And I kind of chased that from that point forward, I wanted to be a part of. Um, as, as I got older, uh, I was the adventurous kid, you know, I was trying other issues at 10 years old. And by the time I got into junior high school, we were drinking, me and some of my friends were drinking or doing something pretty much every day. Um, Get into high school and drank and used absolutely as much as I could. Uh, my parents separated when I was 12, and that put that kind of emotional hindrance on me, um, caused me some some issues. But uh, from that point forward, I was uh, sorry. I've got a dog in here that's <laughs> coughing. Um, from that point forward, um, I. I couldn't stop, you know. Every time I would go out or do anything, I wanted to drink. It was the, uh, you know, the effect produced by alcohol was what drove my life. Uh I would drink and blackout just about every time. We'd drink I, I remember going out and drinking bottles of Tyrolea wine and uh all different kinds of stuff. I don't know. But I was also the kid who got to the point where um between my alcoholism and different things that had happened in my life, I didn't care about anything. Uh, I was the kid who would be uh, one time at a party of, I, I don't know, 15 years old, completely smashed, got up on the second story of my buddy's house, dove off into the shallow end of the pool and busted my head open. Uh, at the river, you know, all the different horror stories. At the river, was drunk, jumped off the bridge between Laughlin and Bullhead with about four feet of water and almost paralyzed myself. I just had no, like, filter. Anytime I drank, I would lose. Uh, rational thought. Um, anyway, so through my latter teens, uh, I was a daily, a heavy daily drinker. Uh, my dad owned Hell Club and I was behind the counter there working, you know, vodka and tonic all night long. And uh, my dad ended up firing me. Um, I'm talking kind of fast here, but I'm, I'm sure that this talk will be on YouTube by the end of the day. So please fulfill, feel free to review as you need to. Um, so I get through my twenties and uh, or into my twenties and I had been dating this girl and, and she uh, tells me she's going going to her uncle's for the weekend and uh, comes back on, on the Sunday, tells me she wasn't at her uncle's, she was actually on a river rafting trip with a guy from AA and I am an alcoholic. Uh, so we split up obviously, ended up on my mom's couch cause that's where all good alcoholics go. And uh, you know, I started thinking about it. I started thinking about how my life was going and uh, not knowing anything about alcoholism, what, what it was, or, or how, it, how it manifested in my life. Um, but I picked up the phone and called central office and walked into an AA meeting on June 14th of 1992. Uh, I stuck around the program for 10 years, did everything I was supposed to do for about eight and a half years. Um, but you know, I got sober and I, and I got well, not consciously, I didn't make a decision that, that I, you know, I was healed. But uh, I just, my life was fantastic. I got the promises. Everything was good. I, you know, I had done the work. So my life was great. Uh, got married, had in an Alcoholics Anonymous, had kids in Alcoholics Anonymous, had a, had a fantastic job, and uh, just started gravitating away. You know, copped a resentment against a couple people that were in my home group. And uh, it was really easy to walk away. Left my sponsors, pulled a geographic, and two years later went through a divorce back surgery and lost my job and drank. Uh, You know, I didn't have any foundation anymore. I had let go of all the things that got me where I was at. And uh, it was a horrible time, you know? I spent 15 years out drinking. And uh, like I said, my sobriety date is uh, May 17th of 2017. Um, During the time that I was back out drinking, you know, alcoholism is a progressive illness. And uh, I picked up my drinking, blackout drinking from almost the day that I started drinking again Uh, spent I don't know you know I spent countless nights uh not knowing where I was at waking up you know I'd wake up in the bar I lived around the corner from a bar that was my go-to because it was close uh but I'm a drinker and a driver I like to be social so I got I think I ended up with a total of four DUIs by the uh by the end of my my uh this last time out um I don't know, you know, I, I ended up in a place, uh, my alcoholism took me down such a dark hole. Uh, our book talks about how alcoholics know loneliness, loneliness like few do, few do. and uh, that's where I ended up, you know? I, I had uh, met another girl, obviously, that's part of life. Uh, moved her in, we had some, some really bad issues happen and uh, kicked her out and it, and it, it broke me that just you know and it's funny because it's not like you have to have some major tragedy it can happen over different things it's just where i was in my alcoholism (coughs) excuse me but that that broke me and uh i wound up suicidal and homicidal um i remember sitting on my couch you know very vividly sitting on my couch one night completely freaking smashed uh and it was like bill in the bar pounding on the bar how did i get here again and I replayed all that, you know, I had that sobriety. I had everything, I had a good life. And how did I let go of all of that? And it wasn't that I let go, it's that alcohol is cunning, baffling and powerful. Alcoholism crept into my life and took over because I had no foundation, I had no spiritual defense. Um, where that wound me up was on um, May 23rd of 2016, I had barricaded myself in my home, uh, fired off around round from my 45 in my into my ceiling and uh, that brought some unwanted attention at that point. And um, well, to make a long story short, I ended up taking two rounds to the chest from SWAT, um, blew my chest open. Uh, This part gets a little, still coming up on five or six years now, gosh, Um, six years. But uh, you know, I I remember um, I was Rambo, so I, I crawled out on my balcony, I lived in these condos and there was about a 15 foot gap between the, the condo, the walls of the balconies. And I had crawled out on my balcony and I had my 45 in one hand and my AR in the other and uh, stood up and I heard, you know, boom, boom and uh, grabbed my chest, looked at the cop and I said, I can't believe you effing shot me, right? Big surprise guy standing out there with guns. Anyways, uh, grabbed my chest, you know, put my fingers into my lung, and uh, collapsed. And uh, immediately, SWAT ran in from behind me, pushed me down, and uh, I, I looked at looked at the guy, squatted down next to me, and had his hand on my shoulder. And, and I looked him in the face, and I said, "So this is how it all ends? I'll never get to see my kids. So I'm a dad of five boys." Uh, so, long story short, uh, died a couple times on the way to the hospital. Ended up in the ICU. For 17 days, they told me I had to do a couple of things before I could get out. I did those. Um, Got out rehab myself on my couch, uh, you know, with a plentiful supply of Vicodin, Norco and whatever pills they gave me. Uh, You know, the the ironic thing is uh, about nine days later, those pills ran out. And within about 48 hours, I was coming out of my skin. When I was rehabbing myself, because I had atrophy in my legs so bad I couldn't hardly walk. So I would walk from the couch to the bathroom, from the couch to the bathroom to the front door, out the door, you know, and kind of work my way up so I could walk again. At the end of my street, there was a school to the right, and that was my, you know, kind of path. I would walk down, go to the school. And uh, within a couple of days, I was crawling out of my skin. Instead of making a right going to the school, I made a left and walked right back up to that bar. Uh, I had sucking wounds in my chest where they were packed with gauze still sitting at the bar completely smashed again gauze falling out on the floor you know talk about pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization i had had it many many times in my life Um, but those were some of the worst i continued drinking like that blackout blackout drinking Um, gotten two accidents between the time i i uh, got out of a hospital and i actually was checked into sober living uh picked up a felony case the judge told me that it was either eight years in prison or uh, sober living, and I'm grateful because I have a son in this program, and he's the one who actually pushed me to see if I could get into sober living. Um, it's a—it's uh, been an amazing journey. It's been an absolutely amazing journey. You know, I got back into Alcoholics Anonymous, um, relearned everything that I had known but forgotten. and how horrible is that, right? My alcoholism took everything away. I didn't remember anything. I didn't. I was like struggling doing anything in Alcoholics Anonymous, but I got here and I was desperate. Um, I didn't want to get sober. I remember standing in the office of the Sober li- sober Living and uh, and the, John asking me, he said, well, do you think you're an alcoholic? And I actually questioned it, right? I had my chest blown open and died for Christ's sakes because I was plastered drunk and that's how I live my life. And uh, I questioned it. And that's not me questioning it. That's alcoholism. That's how powerful alcoholism is i think my time is just about up um if you're new or back welcome back thank you for being here um you know alcoholics anonymous if you stick around and do what's suggested keep yourself in the middle of this program and i urge you keep yourself in the middle find your people don't let don't let silly personality conflicts drive you out of this program it's an absolutely amazing place and it will change your life Thank you.